Peace to everyone out there. Thank you for checking out season two, episode one, Politic Ditto podcast, where we break down policing and community relations. And of course, every episode we bring you behind the bars, breaking down lyrical content, albums, artists, songs, break it down, chop it up. Jay Phil coming to you live from South Florida, always repping the BXNYC. Glad to be back with my PNC drove live from Spanish Harlem. What's up, man? What's good? What's good, man? How you doing, man? Long time no hit, long time no see. Yeah, man. I'm a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot going on, my man. Yeah, that, I, you you know everybody. Uh, all, all my people know, but uh, I feel like I owe it to everybody out there. Been hitting me up. Appreciate the love, text messages, and uh, DMs, and all that. Asking for another episode. So, Dro and I decided to give you a new season, uh, new dope, new content, uh, more behind the bars. So. The last few months, not only did I move, I relocated down to uh, Fort Lauderdale, still staying in Broward County, uh, getting settled into my new place. Uh, but uh, what had happened was <laughs> I went on a dope vacation, a much needed mental and physical break in Jamaica. Me and Kiki rode out there and that was in July. And I was all clear, all good, drove past all my COVID protocol. No, because you're not allowed to fly at the time if you were COVID positive. So that's what was crazy. We was both good. Had a great time out there in Jamaica. Peace to Jamaica. You know what I mean? Uh, Came back. uh, I was at work for a week. And I have no idea what happened. But I ended up, you know, somebody told me that they had they had tested positive and I had been around that person. Uh, I had to, you know, take a precautionary test and I came up positive. This was in uh, the end of July. And I was out of work for a month with this damn coronavirus. It did nothing to me, thank God. Didn't phase me at all. Um, I just, you know, I, I want to be candid and share my experience. I just had a dry cough. I was dealing with for about two to three weeks. And then that was it. Um, It really did nothing to me, no harm at all. And, you know, I'm not even exaggerating when I tell you I've had regular common colds in my life that have rocked me, Mm -hmm. rocked me way more than, I mean, this did nothing to me. Um, And I'm thankful for that. Uh, uh, My girl, she was straight. She, um, she did not test positive. So, you know, that was, that, that was great. So, you know, I, I can pretty much deduce uh, where I got it from, you know, the person that I was in contact with. So, you know, got through that, back to work, back in the swing of life, uh, settled into the new place. So, you know, a lot of that had to do with um, the reason why we had such a prolonged absence. But, um, yeah, that's what, that's, that's what was uh, going on with me. But, you know, everybody's dealing with the coronavirus and the political madness in the backdrop in about a week. We're getting ready to wrap up the most contentious presidential election in our lifetime. So we'll be done with that. And, you know, it's been such a nuts year. So, you know, pretty much everybody can calm down. And that being said, we have some great content to deliver. 
for season two, I'm really excited. We had mentioned uh, uh, throughout season one that we were planning to take everybody out of the tri-state area, the tri-state area for us being New York, New Jersey, and right. Connecticut. And um really, 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 really excited, Joe, to um, give you and everybody this, uh, this content. It's an unbelievable, true story. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my man, Harry, down in D.C. He sent me the link to this uh, phenomenal, stunning, like, piece of investigative journalism. I got to give the man credit, Justin Fenton of the Baltimore Sun. He sent me the link to this story two winters ago, Drew. I've been sitting on this. I've been sitting on this case for two years. And this stuff is just the stuff that this is why policing and community relations have deteriorated to the point that they have. Right. And and um, I'm really going to do my best to break down this content and some of the theories that I have uh, and and put it all together and, you know, do what we do here on Politic Ditto Podcast, which is uh, give you the content to start the debate, start the conversation and enlighten everybody and, you know, take you behind the blue line, whether it's good or bad. In this case, it's okay. terrible. <laughs> this is, this is, man, this is terrible. So before we take everybody down to Baltimore, Maryland, Dro, why don't you give us, bust, bust me down the stats. Give me some stats. Give me the demographics of uh, the city of Baltimore. All right. So... Basic stats. So we got Baltimore, Maryland population as of 2019, 590,000. And 63% of that are black folks. Wow. Uh, yeah. So the ba Baltimore, I was about to say Boston, Baltimore Police Department about has about 2,900 employees. And the budget for 2020 was $536 million. Um, there are nine police districts. And a housing district. And um, yeah, that's all I have for you. All right. So we got a population. What's the uh what's the uh the population again? It's according five, to the recent census? It's five hundred and ninety thousand. All right. A little over a, a little over half a million right. people in the city of Baltimore, Maryland. Mm. All right. Uh DC metro area. Uh we have uh, overwhelming percentage of residents black and we have a police department working on a pretty big budget over a half uh almost almost a billy right. over, over 500 million yeah. over 500 million that's a pretty big budget you get a lot of toys a lot of boys with the toys mm -hmm. and um I don't know. we have um you said nine districts which is basically nine precincts including a housing precinct right so, all right, so you have 10 commands, about 2,900 employees that say subtract 900, probably have about 2,000 troops and boots, which is a uh, cop slang. So Baltimore, Maryland, and the case, everybody out there, thank you for listening, checking out, downloading, sideloading, uploading, grabbing. Appreciate the love. Thank you for checking out season two, episode one, Pot Ditto Podcast. Here we go, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it.
Gun Trace Task Force. Blau. GTTF, Gun Trace Task Force. Yeah. A special plainclothes unit of the Baltimore PD, BPD, headed by Sergeant Wayne Jenkins, who is now a resident of FCI Edgefield, custody of the Bureau of Prisons. And side note, FCI, that stands for Federal Correctional Institute, and that is a medium security facility in South Carolina. Mr. Jenkins is going to be living there for the next 25 years. He's already two years into his residency. I promise you that not only will we take our content out of the tri-state, greater New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, but we will also be covering and delving into different levels of the criminal justice system. That's right. We're going to, in later episodes this season, get into jails, prisons, federal prisons, county prisons, municipalities, all of that. So Sergeant Wayne Jenkins, head of the Gun Trace Task Force, now in custody of the Federal Bureau of Prisons in South Carolina, having been convicted of various crimes that we are going to get into here on episode one of season two, covering Wayne Jenkins and the uber infamous Gun Trace Task Force, elite plainclothes unit of the Baltimore Police Department. Jenkins and members of the GTTF were indicted in March of 2017, accused by the feds of committing numerous, get this, Joe. Mm. I mean, you can't, can you be any more stereotypical, man? They were accused, not accused, they were convicted of committing on the job robberies, extortion, and overtime fraud. I mean, (laughs) this this is the wildest shit. This is probably some of the worst police corruption. Uh, This is this case is so fascinating. This is stuff that you would see Mm. on a TV show like The Shield. This is like The Shield, man. This is this is then they have the outhouse called. Um, the barn, just like they did. In the yeah, shield, right? Yes, yes. How crazy is that, man, bro? I can't wait to get into it. Get, this is wild, everybody out there. This is this is wild stuff. This indictment, get this. The indictment came down two years after the infamous death of Freddie Gray mm-hmm. by the same police department. Drove the same police department, BPD, Baltimore PD. They people might have forgotten about Freddie Gray. He was the guy who was uh, taken into custody in a uh, some neighborhood in the city of Baltimore. Right. And apparently, there was a confrontation on the street between Mr. Gray and the police, mm-hmm. and it got physical. So they threw him in the back of the police van, and he wasn't restrained. And they drove in a in a way in a pattern. In a, in a rough pattern, mm-hmm. wh- whatever it was that they did to intentionally cause, like, shaking, throwing him around, herky-jerky driving mo- motions, stop and start and sudden turns, you can picture it. And that dude died yeah. when they got to the police station, to their district. He was dead. Right. They, they basically shook him to death right. in the back of the police van. So... There was 
a lot of tension in the streets of Baltimore um, mm. because of the Freddie Gray case and the gun trace task force indictment came down two years later. So you know what that means, Drew? These dudes, Wayne Jenkins and his gun trace task force unit uh, officers mm-hmm. were committing these crimes before, during, and after yeah. Freddie Gray's death. This shit is straight out of Hollywood. This is straight out of a Hollywood script. Totally. This is unreal. Jenkins, I think he got an award that year also for, you know, throughout the, the when there was tension in the streets, he came out with his, his unit to take out injured police officers and bring them back to, to get some aid. And I think That's he got right. an award for that. Yes, he did. He was uh, he got a, a, a one of the highest uh, awards uh, given by the Baltimore Police Department. It was like a, I think an award for valor right. for for rendering aid to injured officers during the Freddie Gray protest. This is wild. So he was actually doing good police work at times, and then he was ripping and dipping other times. Other times. This Crazy. is wild, man. I mean. Uh, Basically, during the Freddie Gray incident, you can figure out how this contributed heavily to the current climate of national outrage and distrust of uh, police departments nationwide. Um, Going inside the numbers, some more statistics. uh, Sergeant Wayne Jenkins of the Gun Trace Task Force of the Baltimore Police Department was the subject of four lawsuits alleging misconduct from 2006 to 2009. Get this, Drew. He was never punished internally by his department in any of those cases and i'm gonna tell you why now that, you know? that, that that's amazing to me that's just yeah i'm gonna tell you why do you know you know why what is that it's all about the numbers man it's all about the statistics jenkins was known as a prolific officer he was bringing guns and drugs off the streets regularly so you know what that does that puts a smile on the bosses puts a smile on the rank at headquarters they're like this guy's a beast out there in these streets look at all this shit he's bringing in right. He's bringing scowls off the street. He's bringing hustlers off the street, whatever. And ashes, guns. Yeah. And so what this does is it empowers him. And since he was doing his numbers, his team's doing blockbuster numbers, his bosses would cover for him. Right. This is wild, man. (laughs) Yeah. I I definitely would love to see this movie. (laughs) Uh, You know what's coming. There's already a book out and a book by the reporter who actually broke the case in the Baltimore Sun. His book is coming out in a few months, the beginning of next year. And I do want to plug I do want to plug the guy. I want to give him praise because the newspaper article is tremendous. It's on the Baltimore Sun website. You can look it up. You go on Baltimore Sun website, put in Gun Trace Task Force. You'll see the guy. You'll see. The, uh, you'll see. You'll see the links to the articles. Break it down, lovely for you guys. Yeah, it's it's a great read. You guys, fans, yo, fans of the Politic Ditto, definitely check it out. It's, it's awesome. So so <laughs> what what I want to talk about here is the overview of the case. What I want to talk about here, and uh, uh, we're gonna spend two two parts talking about this. So the first two episodes of uh, Politic Diddle season two are gonna cover uh, Wayne Jenkins and the Gun Trace Task Force. What I want to talk about right now is uh, plain clothes culture. All right. So there is a, a misconception and a. a and a lot of uh, common folk out there, civilians out there, they misconstrue undercover and plain clothes when it comes to law enforcement, police and law enforcement. Doesn't matter uh, 
the municipalities, local, state, federal. Uh, there are there are police teams, a specialized unit that do plainclothes work, and then there's undercover work, undercover uh, uh, operations. Mm -hmm. So think of an undercover operation as you might want to say old-fashioned a sting a sting operation undercover so that takes time to build a case that's the methodical surveillance and observation where you're building a case think of the feds the fbi surveilling known mob family associates they have to build the RICO case against members of uh, alleged members of the mafia. So they're alleged at that point. Mm -hmm. So you have to conduct surveillance. So they're going to go out. They're going to be in plain clothes, but this is undercover work. So they're going to frequent mob known establishments they're going to make believe their customers they're wearing recording devices they might have acquired a warrant from a judge that allowed them to bug the cafe that these associates are known to frequent right. that's 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 building a case all right they're getting people on a wiretap on surveillance pictures and there these guys are actually incriminating themselves they might actually have footage of crimes shootouts drug deals pimping prostitution whatever shakedowns of construction that's building a case the same thing applies in the hood when you're trying to take down like a gang that's shooting each other the shit in the projects they're doing the same thing they're in a the van, they're in unmarked cars, they're walking around the streets, making believe they're going to visit so-and-so, JoJo, an apartment 4B in the building, whatever. They're watching people. That's undercover work, everybody out there. That's, that's building a case. What plain closes, you see a uniform cop, you see the uniform cop and the police in a police car, the marked police car with the lights and sirens and the markings, the police department. All right. That's uniform patrol. Plain clothes is the same exact thing, but they're just in plain clothes. They're doing their job on patrol, but they're just wearing plain clothes. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm saying, Joe? Yeah, it make, makes perfect sense to me. Exactly. So Wayne Jenkins and the Gun Trace Task Force, that was a plain clothes unit. Think of them... <laughs> in police cars with si lights and sirens, not undercover cars, and they're wearing uniforms, except that they weren't. They're in unmarked cars, <laughs> and they're wearing jeans and hoodies and Tims and, and Air Ones and everything, because it's Baltimore, and I like to consider, like, the Baltimore, D.C. area, at least in my opinion, I still consider that the Northeast region, I consider anything south of the D.C. Uh, county area to be the unofficial beginning of the South. Like once you get into like North Carolina and all that, that's the South to me. All right. So so like I feel like the D.C. culture, Baltimore culture that, yo, they all dress the same. They dress like us in New York. It's all Tim's and all that. Like it's all that. Jersey's all that. So you can see pictures of the gun trace task force and they're plain clothes. They kind of look like uh, 
NYPD plain clothes. They're wearing hoodies in the wind, so they got boots on. You know mm. what I'm saying? So that's that's plain clothes, everybody out there, because people get confused of what's uh, oh undercover and plain clothes is the same. They look the same only because they're both wearing. They're not wearing uniforms, but undercover work is building a case. Right. So, so, so what for plain clothes officers? Like, what can they do? What can they get away with? They they could they could pretty much do anything to you as a civilian, right? Like, they no, have they have autonomy, you know. No, that is not that is that is not true. Uh, because first of all, p- people the, the the perception out there is that people believe police can do anything to you, okay. <laughs> whatever they want, which is sad because that is not the case. Like, police can't just run up on you and just go in your pockets and toss everything on the street, which that shit happened to me quite a few times when I was a teenager. Um, <laughs> because like I, a criminal. Ah, shut up, man. <laughs> uh, because I quote, unquote, fit the description or probably because of the, the, the blocks I was on. You know what I mean? So police can't do that. You need to have reasonable suspicion right. that said subject may be involved in or is about to involve their self in some form of criminality. Wayne Jenkins and his crew didn't read the book then. (laughs) Nah, Wayne Jenkins was an emboldened officer before he even got in the gun trace task force that was known for bringing in tons of work off the streets, work being guns and drugs. So that is key to this case. Because before he was given the prestigious assignment to get into the gun trace task force, which the purpose of the sole purpose of the gun trace task force in the beginning, before it made a violent turn down a left hand path of criminality, right. was to investigate straw purchases of firearms, trace where the uh, the point of origin was, and you know match up the shell of recovered casings from shootings into the national database that database, the NIBIN, the National Integrated Ballistic Information Network, which is manned and operated by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. I'm losing my breath explaining all of this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I just really care about this stuff, and I want to educate everybody out there. So there is a database. Think of that, uh, uh, the gun database as a DNA and biology database. You know how you watch forensic files and mm-hmm. CSI and all that. You're like, oh, that's pretty awesome stuff. How the lab scientists solve cases using like, you know, human body fluids and like hair and stuff. You could do the same thing for, for guns mm-hmm. and uh, for casings. And that's actually sort of what I do in my line of work right now for the police department I work for. So there is a database for firearms and for casings. So Sergeant Wayne Jenkins was assigned to that unit. It's a prestigious plainclothes assignment. It really is. Think of that. It's all in the name, the gun trace trace task force. They're tracing the origin of violent gun crimes, which is always key to solving police investigations in the streets involving shootings. Yo, you have to follow numerous protocol in your de- in your department. This mm-hmm. is sensitive stuff, Sandro. Like you find you recover casings at a shooting, you get a guy off the street that you have been surveilling that you can reasonably deduce is mm-hmm. getting involved, getting ready to be involved in some sort of criminality or maybe 
due to using your keen sense of observation and training, which um, um, Sergeant <laughs> Jenkins did not ever do. Instead, he was just driving through the hood that, you remember, that's why I had you bust down those key stats, Baltimore being 63% Black, an overwhelmingly Black city, right, which right. means that some of those neighborhoods are really, really uh, crushed, economically crushed. It's the hood, mm -hmm. you know? And 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 these hoods, what are you going to get, Dro? You're going to get drugs. You're going to get guns. You're going to get gangs. Gotta it's sad. It's sad, but true. <clears throat> right? right? So in order to, to eradicate those issues, you need to get good, caring policing, Police. not rogue. I'm like you, how you just used me as an example a few moments ago. Right. Oh, I was stopped and had my pockets tossed because of how I look. Right, right, right. You, you see what you see where we're going with this? Yeah, we have totally. a real good back and forth right now. You can't, you can't do that, man. Yeah, and then you wonder why we are at the point that we're at nationwide in this country. Why the world is looking at us like, "Yo, what's wrong with America? Like, what's wrong with?" What's wrong with policing over there? Why this is why these incidents continue to happen, and we can just name the names, all right? But here in the Gun Trace Task Force case, Sergeant Jenkins and and his cohorts they were just running up on running up on anybody. They will follow cars that just happen to be driving in and around some of these known drug location neighborhoods mm -hmm. and just pulling people over and tossing their random, cars. Random people. Right? Randomly. Randomly people out there listening. Everybody out there. Yeah. Randomly. Well, 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 they would just be, pulling would cars their, over. What would be their procedure, though? Like, they just stop them and then what? What was their... their you know, they, they think they were doing that. Well, according to the indictments and the conviction, Sergeant Jenkins was just targeting, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he was targeting blacks, <laughs> probably uh, dressing a certain profile or leaving, leaving, to, leaving or going to and from certain neighborhoods that probably happen to be within known um, drug-prone locations. Think of the wire. Think right. of the wire. Well, this is like our favorite show ever. And remember how everybody was dressed on that show was so bugged out. <laughs> just just That's I mean the oversized, like, over baggy shit. <laughs> yeah, that was that era. That was that era. And we all dressed like that. So think think of like back then when everything was big and baggy. And, yeah. You know, you dress like that too, Dro. Yeah. We all did. You know what I mean? And and imagine just getting ran up on, thrown on the wall thrown on the fence, pulled out the car and just having everything tossed out of your car, out of your pocket. It's embarrassing. You're scared and everything. And so what Jenkins was doing was if he didn't find anything, he just let you go. It's the wildest shit. Like, I gotta laugh. But like, you know, can't even make this but, shit up. But here's the other thing, man. Uh, um, I definitely wanted you to hit on that, is that not only, like, if he found something worthy, you know, and, and um, we talked about it, you know, then he was... Uh, go on that hunt right talk to us about the hunt so so look what 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 jenkins was doing was was <laughs> wicked because yo it's crazy it was wicked because i'm i want to explain the culture of subjects as victims and and how jenkins and his squad preyed on subjects mm -hmm. what's the subject 
I'm not trying to be demeaning or or you you know profiling anybody. A subject is anybody that is the subject of the current police interaction. It's different right. than a suspect. Um, a suspect is someone who is suspected of a crime. And that's when the police are responding to it to, I, to identify and, and stop, question, and possibly detain a suspect. Right. Now, a subject, you have been a subject pl- uh, a plenty few times. Of time. Plenty. You know how? If you're driving in a car and you get pulled over for running a red light, run a stop sign, you're a subject. Right. So that's it. It's plain and simple. If you if you uh, happen to hop the train in New York and you just got stopped by a plain clothes cop, you're a subject. Yep. You witness you hop the train. You're happened a subject. Happened to me a few times too. <laughs> there you go. I'm giving you good subject examples. <laughs> so, so the culture of subjects as victims is bugged out. And this is what the Gun Trace Task Force bread and butter was. Yo, if you're a drug dealer, how do you call the police and report that the police robbed you and stole your drugs and took your guns? Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. But um, you, you, I feel like, yo, you played the game. You got caught fair and square. You ain't got nothing to lose, man. Go ahead and talk, you know, snitch on that officer who robbed from you. Why, why not? Because I'm gonna tell you why I, the the uh, the subjects as victims. That's what we're talking about right now. How ill is that? So the gun trace task force. All they did was rob, shake down, intimidate, and threaten known drug dealers or drug mules. Yeah, people who was transporting. Cause, bro, I'm gonna be blunt. How the fuck you go into police? How are you calling nine one one? Imagine that nine one one call. 911, what's your emergency? Yo, I just the cops just pulled me over and they stole all my drugs and two of my guns at gunpoint. I want to file a police report. Are you serious? <laughs> I am serious because now I'm going to really make you laugh right now. <laughs> I swear. My man, yo, me and my old partner Dion took a report uh-huh. back in the South Bronx. I swear, I swear, bro. A dude... We we got a nine one one call that was vague. We we got to the spot to location, and the dude wanted us to take a police report for another dude that robbed him of his drugs. Swear to God, <laughs> people are that stupid out there. Yes, yes, folks, people are that stupid out there. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> so so that is known. That is the culture of subjects as victims. How if you're out there involved in that? sort of life if that's what you're doing you're getting your hustle on look i ain't judging you man everybody does what they does does what they do they have their reasons it is what it is right but if you're out there if you're out there you know what i like to say and that happens to you you yo it's a dirty game you got to take that l you got to figure it out so what's crazy is Yes, everybody has rights. Everybody's protected. That is police on duty in plain clothes committing a violent crime. Not a crime, crimes. Right. Jenkins, remember, Jenkins and, and, and his squad were indicted in, two, in March of 2017. And a few moments ago, I told you he was the subject of four lawsuits alleging right. harsh misconduct from 2006 to 2009. In the indictments and the federal indictments, everybody out there, the feds even admitted that they do not know how far back 
Jenkins has been doing this, robbing drug dealers, stealing their drugs, and he was reselling the, the drugs, drugs with a corrupt bail bondsman in a narcotic invest narcotics investigation that spawned from Baltimore all the way to the streets of Philadelphia. I can't wait for the movie, yeah. bro. I can't wait for the movie. I hope. I hope. This they, is I hope crazy. Denzel better be Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jenkins is okay. Look, it doesn't. I don't know if it matters, but like Sergeant Wayne Jenkins is a white guy. I know. Of course, it, he, it doesn't matter. He, he, We're he talking was, about Hollywood. Since when? Yeah, since when they they play race so, card right? Yeah, so Sergeant Jenkins was a white guy. One of the other sergeants in the unit that was convicted with him was a white guy, and everybody else was black. Some of them were like, uh, some of the cops were, uh, I think one or two of them had like Ethiopian names, right, exactly. and I bugged out. Yeah, because it's bugged out because I didn't know um, until I, uh, the last time I was in D.C. when I was visiting, shout out to Harry and Paz, man, missed them. Mm -hmm. man. Shout out to them. Um, the last time I went to hang out with them, Drew, was in 2015 before I moved down to Florida. Right. And Pete and Pete was putting me on to the big um, Ethiopian population, like their police and everything mm -hmm. around the, the, the D.C. area. Wow. So you have a situation where you had some of like black on black crime. Right. But it's like blue on black crime, <laughs> but it's also black blue on black crime. Yeah, black and blue. Yo, we can we can we can chop this up like black this and is blue. just crazy, man. Thank you, everybody out there listening to this. This is Jay Field and Dro coming at you the season premiere, season two, episode one, Politic Good Old Podcast, Jay Field and Dro breaking down police and community relations, giving you nothing but solid content as we break down Wayne Jenkins and the Gun Trace Task Force down in Baltimore, Maryland, BPD. Um, wild stuff, man. Convicted in a federal indictment of robbery, extortion, and racketeering. I didn't even get into the overtime fraud, man. These guys were, when they were out there on the job, looking, hunting for just black people around yeah. the known drug locations to just pull over, unlawfully run up in the car, Unlawful, unlawful search and seizure. They were violating amendments, Fourth Amendment, <laughs> search and seizure. Like this shit is what man. I, I could I could break down a criminal justice class on this man. This shit is crazy. Like they were violating so many rights. Um, How many members in his team? I, I saw. Um, there was like not in, eight. Eight, including Jenkins. Right. So not including Jenkins, he had seven. One of the other sergeants uh, um, that Alex. came from another, yeah, he came from another district, unfortunately, got caught up in it. Um, two two of the detectives that are uh, uh, convicted under Jenkins and the Gun Trace Task Force eventually cooperated, and they ended up corroborating a lot of the uh, exactly. information. Right. There's actually four of them. Four of them pleaded guilty. Yeah. Once, yeah. Four of them pleaded guilty. Two of the other detectives, uh, they also got convicted. So all, all the guys who pleaded pleaded guilty, they all got about seven to ten years. And obviously Jenkins, he got the most, right? He got twenty five years. Yeah, he got twenty five years. Yeah. He should have. He should have. Should should get more, man. Yeah. That guy. Listen, listen, man. Look, because he was I, also I, doing this before he arrived on the Gun Trace Task Force, and that's the thing. absolutely that's, that's the whole team. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like like we said um, in, in the beginning of the episode, when uh, when the beginning of the breakdown of the Gun Trace Task Force, as I stated, um, it seemed uh, the, an, an internal audit of, of the BPD by the feds, it just unearthed uh, tons of 
uh, failure to supervise along the way. To, and that's why I was saying that um, when it comes to this, unfortunately, this may happen, everybody out there. This may, this may happen. Everybody's like, how the hell could this happen? This is why all police ain't shit. You can't trust any police and after police and all that kind of stuff. And you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I get it. I get it. I do. Especially when we're bringing you subject matter like this. It's really hard for me to sit here with a straight face and say, oh, but no, it's not all like that. I'm telling you it's not. <laughs> but I mean, I'm ducking from all the virtual trash and air mail that's being thrown at me right now. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot, Dro. Um, I wanted to keep it all the way real when you and I launched this podcast, Dro, you remember, and I told you that I wasn't only going to at times where I felt like I could give you some insight to validate and to a point defend what can be perceived as a controversial media police story. Right. But I will also keep it all the way a buck and tell you when the spades a spade. Right. Right. right definitely. This is absolutely, unequivocally, I can't even stress this enough, mm -hmm. like how serious I am, which is why we decided to cover this content right. and chop it up in, in two parts. I'm glad we I can't stress this enough. Yeah, I can't stress this enough of how horrible and damaging and, and the deep, irrep almost irreparable wounds that this can not Ken did cause and what I like to say as my tagline for this show for policing and community relations how do you come back from this and and this is crazy this is the same question that I asked at the end of season one when we covered George Floyd right, exactly exactly how do you and how do you how do you recover from this but you know what Dro you do and you do it from the ground up it takes time and it takes time and mm. we're going to get that into more detail account and talk about some of the detailed crimes that Jenkins and company and the gun trace task force committed mm -hmm. and ultimately what brought them down. We're going to talk about that yeah. in the next episode in part two, uh, Jay feeling Dro coming at you. Very happy, very, very happy to be back. <laughs> on Politic Ditto Podcast, breaking down the police and community relations, unfortunately. Like, I got to say, for these these uh, first two episodes of this season, it's not police and community relations. I'm, like, pummeling policing and community relations, <laughs> covering this depressor gun trace task force case. Very fascinating stuff. Baltimore Sun article. Look it up. Do a Google search. You're going to see a lot of good information. I've been sitting on this for two years. I couldn't wait to get into it. I'm very excited. We got a lot of good stuff coming at y'all for season two. Uh our next segment, the behind the bars segment for episode one, baby. I can't wait to get what? I can't wait Let's to get into it. this. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I think it's about that time. Listen, everybody out there, check us out next episode. Politic Ditto Podcast. We're gonna break down final uh, episode, uh, episode two, part two of the Gun Trace Task Force. We're gonna bring it all home for you. Tell you how that ended up. 
And uh, ultimately, two of the crimes, two of the issues that brought Jenkins down <laughs> and his fellow members of the GTTF sound like a gang because they were a gang. Please believe that. Uh, J. Field Drow coming to you. Keep it locked in. We're going to get into Behind the Bars right now. Check it out. Yo, yo, welcome back. Politic Ditto, season two, episode one. Behind the bars, first behind the bars, season two. Rubbing my hands together, draw mad excited. Yeah. We got a we got a super heat rock to break down. Not really break down, not really break down. Uh rather, rather uh reciting and paying homage to the mighty lyrical Titan, Big Moon Dog. <laughs> Christopher Rios, right? The right. Punisher, Big Pun, Terror Squad, BX, Uptown Baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No doubt. Finally, B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you know you know what's dope about covering this album. Um, it's the era, Sandro. It's the era. It's the late '90s. I think I think it's accurate for for me to speak for both of us and that the the late 90s like anything post 95 into 2000 um Mm -hmm. this was like when we were both probably at at like the peak of our hip hop like fandom just just (laughs) just in in the culture like just going to clubs all that type of shit hanging out hard mixtape era was crazy Crazy, man um we had tremendous radio uh shows uh from pete rock and molly mall's future flavors i mean we (laughs) this era for people who didn't live in the tri-state area new york new jersey connecticut this era was incredible in new york yeah stretching bobito was still going strong i mean this era oh my god it was incredible man just yo the clubs was popping almost every day of the week man start really really starting on thursday through sunday was just like nirvana it was just (laughs) incredible like any borough anywhere and when this album dropped big pun had an incredible incredible street buzz from mixtapes and guest appearances and it all climaxed in um april of of uh 1998 uh man this album was preceded by uh capital punishment everybody out there we're covering big pun capital punishment season two episode one first behind the bar segment yours truly j field of course with my pnc drove yeah, come, 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 buckle down with us. Get ready because these are just some man. I, like these are some bars for that man. The bars. <laughs> oh my God, this is just barbarian, barbaric. No doubt, bar work. Yeah. I mean, what's bugged out is that um we were behind the bars when when me and Dro set out to uh start um recording this uh show and especially this segment. We were really excited about it because we wanted to you know give our critiques and maybe our little unique insight on certain lyrics that may be misconstrued maybe uh debatable what did they actually say or what 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 the meaning would be a double entendre you know stuff like that um this album you really don't have to break it down deep and that's not a negative criticism this is an album 
that's just a tremendous display of lyricism. lyrical structure, lyricism, uh, breath control, flow, uh, timing, the way he puts words together, the way he puts words together in um, his uh, his his uh, sentencing and phrasing, uh, which is basically bars. Um, his 16s were all-time 16s on this album. Uh, you can make an argument that every song probably was at the time uh, competitive for Source Verse of the Month. Um, yeah, the, 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 the album actually, uh, we, we, were, we were impatiently waiting for the album because uh, the, the warm-up single, which, which came on a Loud Records compilation, which you're going to get into later, yeah. uh, um, uh, you ain't a, you ain't a killer. That had yo. It came out like eight nine months before the album even came out. It came out in, like in the winter '97, and when that shit dropped, yeah. oh my god, my man, my <laughs> man. Yo, if you knew me then, you'd be like, yo, Trove, man, yo, play something else already, because yo, that was on repeat for me for like months. Yeah, that I, was... I couldn't believe what came out of this dude's mouth. I couldn't believe that this guy was over what 300 pounds. With yeah. that crazy breath control, like Pun was amazing. Like he he was just fantastic to me when he when he first burst on the scene. I was just like, because he was actually on the Fat Joe album, right? The Jealous Ones Envy, was it? Yeah, yeah, that dropped in '95. Right, that's when the first time we heard him on the podcast. Yeah, I was like, yo, this kid is nice, you know. Yeah. And then we went on to later later on hear him on You Ain't a Killer, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and um, he he um, before you ain't a killer. He appeared on a B side for one of Joe's singles from mm -hmm. that album with Raekwon. It was the Firewater. Firewater. Joint. And that was just like, oh my god, this, right? This guy's gonna be a problem, he you is, know. And, and we were hyped, you know. <laughs> Lat Let's get into it because Latin's going platinum was destined to come. You know what I mean? No doubt. <laughs> Yo, yeah. album intro was dope. Um. But that's from that movie Fresh. Remember that movie Fresh yeah. with Sam Jackson? So that's yeah. the intro where they're talking about all the Marvel characters, yeah. Spider-Man and X-Men and all that. And one of the shorties is like, yo, Punisher, kill everybody. So, you know, that was like a pretty slick intro. Then we get into, yo, uh, super, super shout out to the Beat Nuts because, you know, Juju produced like the first song on the album, Beware. Yeah. Which that beat is an all-time eerie beat. That's... You, you know that that is a beat that you can see today's hardcore elite uh like conway from griselda destroying i could see him murdering beware um it's a spooky beat um and yeah let's just get into it i mean again everybody out there this is nothing that deep to really break down double meanings this is just all time 10 out of 10 elite lyricism this is lyrical delight this album's over 20 years old and it is still like if we had if if we still had tape decks it will be popping tape decks the rewind button will be broken uh this is just head spinning lyrics uh amazing breath control verbal dexterity all that i mean this guy's flow was tremendous um gets right into it uh, beware first track on the album dope prodigy sample in the chorus 
what you thought punch shit was weak now you can't sleep gotta keep your eyes open wide and hide your face from the streets i'm like a beast with a warrant far from a lawman gave you fair warning now you on the stairs falling i'm calling out any rapper that i doubt smack him in the mouth throw him in the yo boom then i knock him out no doubt freddie fox files 20 shot auto glock blau benny blanc put a rock style yo <laughs> you see what i'm saying like starting the album off like that I mean, you got a Freddie Fox shout out. A lot of people don't even know who Freddie Fox right. is. He's talking about Benny Blanco from the Bronx, an all-time John Leguizamo character from Carlitos, Carlitos Way. Way. Yeah, this, this is just, yo, I mean, I know you can feel my smile right now. Like this, yo, Drew, I never get tired of listening to this album, uh, reciting the lyrics, going word for word with him. I do lose my breath. I can't keep up with him because I don't know anybody who can. I don't. We didn't even do super lyrical yet, and I'm already like, I need to take a deep breath. Yo, I mean, this is like not even through the first verse. I mean, what a twist of black, and I'm proud. Twisty cap and I'm out. Sleep with the fish dips for yapping too loud. What's happening now? Ninjas is hard as hell with their gargamels picking on the smallest victim. Gives them hard to kill. <sighs> Gotta hold my breath. <laughs> It, 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 yo, his his the, the syllables. The, this dude was just insane, man. He like he he was like the the Puerto Rican version, big big time version of G Rap or something like that. You know, uh, it's funny you say that because <laughs> Big Pun is on record in multiple interviews saying I was his favorite rapper mm -hmm. ever. And um, I saw G Rap right. saying on Vlad TV that the first time he actually met Big Pun. Big Pun basically bowed to him. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's like that. Listen, man, that you, you can definitely hear the hardcore, um, just hardcore content, uh, spliced with, like I said, 10 out of 10, the highest level, the highest degree of lyricism wrapped around mind boggling flow, yeah. mind boggling. This is, I mean, going through the verse, my squad is real and holds it down the hardest regardless besides of the largest we polish the floor with the rawest hardcore artists floors victory our ninjas can't do shit to me physically lyrically hypothetically realistically i'm the epitome of catch a wreck catch you when you cash a check smash you when you pass and jack you for your fucking goes for one rhyme it's just hardcore right into the next yeah. one like without losing yeah. his breath yeah. and it doesn't sound like he's without losing it. his breath it doesn't sound like it's punched in. It, it, <laughs> to see him in the studio, it was he was sitting down in the vocal booth, and it would just be taking a breath. But it's like, I mean, to witness that is, and then the like you said, the syllables, the wordplay, everything that's put together, the the rhyme scheme of rhyming four words in a row the enunciation all in one right. breath it's dude like i mean help me here who yeah. as as put together in every category hardcore content lyricism flow breath control voice delivery i can really only think of one rapper one rapper <laughs> who can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him who's that and we'll talk about we'll talk about that guy when we finish breaking down gotcha, this album. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> we'll talk about this guy when we finish breaking that album. That's that's gonna be the wrap up for this behind the bars. I mean, everybody out there. I mean, then it goes into the ill prodigy sample. I gave you fair warning. Be this is an all time album opener. I mean, 
look, he he starts to does he starts the second verse. Hey, yo, I warned you. Now all ninjas could do is mourn you. I'm born to kill and still thrill. I put it on you. There's no regrets. Remorse only results in loneliness. Only the strong survivors strive through life as warriors. I mean, I can't even. I'm having a hard time like. Uh, keeping up with him you know i need to hear the song right. and then i could go with him i could go with him i'm still gonna be like a second two three behind him <laughs> i mean late, later later on yeah. in the verse it's just he's just dropping gems we can go blow for blow <laughs> like evander and bow i mean yo the evander and bow fights all-time heavyweight slugfest yeah. all-time heavyweight slugfest i mean like had three uh, two or three, I think. I think what was the second one? That's when the parachute dude came through and they beat the <laughs> shit out of him. That was, crazy. <laughs> that was hilarious. I mean, yo, look, look at the way he raps this up, Dro. Hand on the Bible, I swear to defend my crown. I've been around since forever and never let it touch the ground. Don't fuck around and catch a rude awakening. My crew's basically waiting patiently for you to move your patrons mm. in. Then we'll surround you, form desert storm, and pound you. Look around, you several squads That's everywhere, sound. like sound view to boogie down. Do it like nobody. Who are we? The foundation. You facing the whole army. Yo, he gave the shout out to sound view section of the Bronx. I used to live there <laughs> with my grandmother in between sound sound view and Castle Hill. Yo, this this album was just the source of tremendous. Bronx, Bronx pride, pride, exactly, Latin pride exactly. Puerto, Puerto Rican pride. Right. Yo, we was walking around like, oh, finally, yeah. finally, after all this time. I mean, listen, shout out to Joe. Ain't nobody trying to overlook Fat Joe. Fat Joe gets all the, props, all the respect, all the roses, praise, every, every, everything. The cigars, everything. The salutes. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be kidding me. But you better, you know, give Fat Joe his due. But pun was just different you know as we're breaking down right now big pun capital punishment classic album jay feeling drove behind the bars i mean damn this is like the dopest era this is the dopest and this is in the midst of everybody dropping Wu-Tang, rocks biggie wu-tang albums mob deep let's go mop gangstar mm, jay-z mm. you name no. it nas Capone and Noriega. Right. This is this was the locks, DMX. This was a mind-boggling, incredible a crazy era. era. A crazy era. In Incre- Red Red Man, Busta Rhymes. I mean, d- damn, bro. Like <laughs> this shit, and and you had this come out. It was like what? I mean, this dude, this this dude was doing listen, it. He was doing listen, the most. Do man. you do you do you hear a possible theme for behind the bars for this season? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, everybody out there, where do you hear the next one? I mean, I, now, now I'm really scared to even cover the next track, which is super lyrical with the all-time incredible and still, in my opinion, criminally underrated Almighty Black Thought from the Roots. You think he's underrated? Huh? Um, okay. Yeah, man. I think a lot of people. I think. Listen, man. I, I, I think people. I'm tired of when you hear like people bringing up goats and greats and all that. Like this dude's not even mentioned sometimes. It's, it's disturbing to me. But we're gonna cover some of the aforementioned Tariq's amazing verse, mm-hmm. but only after I attempt to do justice, Droz, <laughs> to mm-hmm. this verse in which my face is probably gonna turn blue <laughs> trying to mimic big buns flow on super lyrical yeah, this, this this before you even kick that jay like um yeah 
I was always a thought fan from Do You Want More? All right. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that he was featured on this, I was I was pleasantly surprised, you know, and and that gave me that much more respect for Pun because he, you know, he recognized a lyrical wizard in Black Thought to have him featured on his album. You know what I'm saying? At the time when really like the underground and and, and the I Pun was underground, but he was still like he was getting mainstream stardom. So to see both of those sides um come together and I, I thought that was pretty dope to be honest you know what I'm saying to give to give thought that kind of a shout out so that I thought yeah. that was dope. and 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 he went toe to toe with him on a track but only after I mean listen <laughs> man yo puns verse oh my god let's let me, let let me just try this <laughs> yeah let me try this man everybody out there behind the bars big pun capital punishment I like to see you try to cover some of these some of these bars <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, my murderous rap verbal attack is actual facts. Tactical tracks match perfectly with graphical stats. Half of you lack the magical dap of tragical rap that tackles you back and shackles and laughs at you. That's the mathematical madness. I'm on the savage is strong. The mavage is bond of havoc and song. I gotta take a breath. My man, my man. <laughs> I look. We can just stop. Marriage right and bond of havoc and song. Of havoc and song. Bro. You see what I'm saying? Like, like this dude was writing shit like that. And then the way he was delivered. I mean, let's go back. The way he starts off the verse. Ayo, my murderous rap. You, let's break down the rhyme scheme. So let's stop. Ayo, my murderous rap. Verbal attack is actual fact. Tactical tracks match perfectly with graphical stats. So saying all of this is a tongue twister. You know what I'm saying? Half of you lack. Half of you, half of you lack. The magical dap of tragical rap that tackles you back and shackles and laughs at you. So saying all of that, hey yo, my murderous rap verbal attack is actual fact. Tactical tracks match. Per- <laughs> Look at this, match perfectly with graphical stats. Half of you lack the magical dap of tragical rap that tackles you back and shackles and laughs at you. And this dude's doing this in one breath and one flow. Amazing. I mean, this is just insane. And then just like you said, just to write stuff like this, the marriage and bond of that's and song. Host. That's that's spine busting. That is a spine busting rhyme, uh, line. That. The massacres drawn as if Picasso laced you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, there's lots of hateful skeletons locked in my closet at my castle of gray skull. I'm past all of gray school. That's why I have to debate you. My raps are like cable slashing your facial. That's how a master degrades you. I'm battling Jesus. If he passes through my label, I'm snatching his halo. God, I'll trade you. Just send my father back as an angel. <laughs> this is all like in one and a half breaths. God. I mean, language is fatal when it's hypnotizing. I'm only emphasizing I'm still all about business and enterprising. I'm super lyrical with brain booster chemicals that use the tentacles inside of my mental projectiles. Wow. <laughs> I love the whole. Yo, yo, they, yo, they don't make like verses like nah. this anymore. I, they just really don't. I, you're hard pressed to find MCs of this caliber this who can even be, be, be mentioned. Uh, 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 writers and rhyme sayers. It's something to write, but then it's about how you deliver it. And that's what we're giving, that's ultimately what we're paying homage to by covering Big Pun's uh, Mighty Capital Punishment. The dude's pen game was mighty. The delivery and the flow was even mightier. You know what I mean? And just like you were referencing, the chorus is an incredible chorus. You got a cannabis sample. (laughs) Rocky sample. Uh, 
you got Rocky samples. The I mean, the Rocky samples at the end. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Pun yeah, was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pun was hilarious. That he's. I mean, he's making a song telling you how lyrically fucking dope he is. Because this is what super lyrical is. This is him just dropping a gauntlet. This is him dropping a mic, walking off. This, this is the walk off home run. This is the touch, the the end zone touchdown dance that no one can do. He's letting you know how dope he is. Then because he's hilarious, he ends this shit with a Rocky right. Four he's sample. Cut up. It's so great. Oh my God. If y'all haven't heard this song in a long time, go please back. go back and listen to it. Cause you're gonna laugh. You're gonna nod your head to your head to your neck hurts and you're gonna laugh. But we're not done with the song, man. I mean you 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 wanna uh point out any of Black Thoughts crazy rhymes on this song because everybody focuses on super lyrical. The first verse is so jaw dropping. It is such a jaw dropping verse that pun yeah. delivers. And that's why I feel like Black Thoughts verse is overlooked, and that is a fucking. It's a dope, dope verse. verse um, <clears throat> the things, the things that I like about Thought, you know, the the way he stretches the word, you know, he he elongates the word, and it's and it's phenomenal the way he does it, you know, um, like I'm all right. Black Thought, the super lyricist, your arch nemesis, still with the Punisher. That's my accomplice. Stretching them sees how they don't really want this electrifying shit. This is excellently thought spit. That's they sentimental mm -hmm. touch with a gentle touch. Dancing double dutch and all saying nothing much. But here it goes. My sound wave lifting your chin up my, like uppercuts. Newfound ways of ripping shit up. I develop like just that part right there. Like. Yeah, the, the, the enunciation of like I developed, and he made that rhyme. He he made it rhyme with the you know the preceding <laughs> the preceding lines, and it's like yo, he flipped that yeah. deal. Like <laughs> yeah, the way I like the line, I like the line before it. He uh, well, actually going back to two on um, three bars where he starts where he goes, these cats stay sentimental, such with a gentle touch. It's the enunciation at the right. end of each bar. The, these cats stay sentimental such with a gentle touch dancing double like dutch and all saying nothing much my sound wave lifting your chin up like up ways to rip shit up i develop i develop <laughs> yo that's what I, it's like the little things like that it's like you gotta have a everybody out there you really like go back when we do these behind the bars not all right the the albums and the content that we're covering we're pointing things out but like yo take your favorite mc take your favorite album right. you know what i mean and try to listen to it open yeah. your ears you know what i mean L open your inner ear and listen to the way yeah listen to the way the the rapper is delivering the the words pay attention to syllables so pay attention to the enunciation to the pronunciation of certain words because an art is actually taking a word that is supposed to be properly pronounced, but a rapper and their craft and their art will bend word. the syllables of that word to make it rhyme with the preceding bar. <laughs> or you, you, you know what I'm saying? And that there's stuff like that 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 rappers do and this is the stuff that when they do do that 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 type of delivery it makes them stand out in a very crowded field you know what i'm saying and this verse i feel like black thought after hearing that pun verse or if they were making it together and he sees pun just drop an all-time right. incredible verse black thought was probably like mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna do something different i'm gonna focus on delivery on and and word play like I mean, after that, um, um, your squad chest swells up, still your miniature. What did I just say? The way you can mm -hmm. take a word 
and manipulate it to make it sound the way you right. want it to. So in that line, your squad chest swell up. Instead of him saying still your miniature, he says your miniature to me. Then the next line, nature relief. I bring the extremity. And I think, you see what I'm saying? I think saying. this is the rhyme like, that really, uh, for, for, for thought, that um, <clears throat> had people pay attention to him from that point on. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, outside yeah. of the underground world or whatever, underground hip hop. And I think this is, that's the verse that has started having people paying attention to him. But yeah, man, go ahead, man. Continue with. Um... <clears throat> yes, the, 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 the breakdown <laughs> is bugged out because you, you, you have word pronunciation. Then he's manipulating the way words exactly. are supposed yeah. to sound for the way he wants them to, to fit in his scheme, right. his rhyme scheme. So in the middle of the verse, I'ma just take it there to the end of the verse. Newfound ways of ripping shit up. I develop your squad chest swell up. Still your miniature to me. Nature elite. I bring the extremity musically intense with the globe in suspense. Again, with the globe in suspense. Mm -hmm. Contemplating where the world travel up been since. The roots bless you with a strong record, long like an epic. Immerse you in some old net shit. Ill poetic. Thought from Illadelf, something like nothing else. Else, my talk stomp like elephants upon every elf. <laughs> this is hard shit. This is hard, yo. Like, this is like, yo, sure. I feel like we, I feel like I'm already back in somewhere in 97, 98. I can look at you. You got your dreads yeah. and, and a braid somewhere. <laughs> you, we, we, yeah, yo, yo, where we at, Dro? We may be indulging in something. We, we, we may be stepping over some rappers and some guts. No you know what I'm saying? Yo, this was that, man, this was the live is era man it, they, they just don't make shit like this anymore and I think that that is why we're such huge fans of Griselda because they bring us back to this they bring us back uh, one to thing this I wanna say, man it's season 2 episode 1 and we're still mentioning Griselda <laughs> <laughs> no doubt man like, yeah. yo if it, if y'all ain't paying attention to them right now, I don't know what I don't know what y'all listening so yeah, to man, out there. All right, up. let's wrap up this song. Yo, yo, look, look. The last verse back is dope forth. because they're going back and forth like Run DMC, yeah. like EPMD. I mean, take your pick of of uh, duos that go back and forth, and it's like natural. I mean, puns just stupid. Ayo, peace, Roost, East Coast ninjas repping the streets most with heat toast and keep close more Phillies than Pete Rose. Listen to that line again. With heat toast and keep close more Phillies than Pete Rose. Why the hell do you think he mentioned the uh, Phillies? Well, why not? And Pete Black Rose? featured. <laughs> Thank you. That, that was your that was that was that that was the behind the bars nugget yeah. for everybody. That was it right there. Yo, yo, back back to the barbarianism. These those ninjas that'll lift your mentals, lyrics will twist your temples into pretzels like the triumph instrumental. That is just a hilarious lie. That's a shout out to Loud Records. It's a shout out to the Wu and their label mates, exactly. Crazy. I mean, Thor comes on right after him, crazy. My instrumental's the Renaissance, no resemblance. We keep going back to the word manipulation and pronunciation it was thought it was the way thought attacked this duo with the right. lyrical titan he had to do something to stand out did. and boy <laughs> did he the virtual five, the virtual five. <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah my instrumentals the renaissance no resemblance 
to nothing. You come across lyrical holocaust. The crowd pleaser MCs freeze, they catch seizure. They praise the Lord of Grand Thesis. True believers. True, help me here. This is yo, these pens were like tapping out when they were writing these rhymes in the studios. These pens were like, I'm I'm good. Like, I'm good. I got don't write no more. Let's go. Like, man, this this is just all-time, all-time bar work, man. And then after that, just pun just comes on. Oh my God, just call me baby Jesus because lately ninjas be praising me just for the way I blaze to be crazily. Tapes to CD lasery, it pays to be amazingly flavory. Gaze into my rhymes that basically hypnotize you occasionally. Occasionally. I mean, yeah. Like, yo, I wish, I wish that these guys actually (laughs) dropped at least an EP together because the way they did this verse right here, it was dope. Like they, yeah. they really bounced off each other. And to think of it, like they weren't even a studio together when they did this. So, so for that, for, yeah. for them to make it sound the way they did it, like they they had the crazy chemistry there already. Like he ends it, you know, gazing to my rhymes that basically hypnotize you occasionally. And Thor continues that with the same word occasionally as I focus on my next mm-hmm. opus. The way it's all effed up and MCs is hopeless. I leave you with your head wreck as I erect sculptures. My thoughts just the fortress approach this ferocious of closeness. <clears throat> it's the way that they put all those Packed syllables and and, and, com- and compacted them into, into uh, yeah. 16 bars. <clears throat> it's incredible and thought the last, the third to last bar, I'll leave your head wrecked as I erect sculptures. I think this is another behind the bars moment. <laughs> this is another behind the bars moment, Jeff. So sculptures are crafted mm-hmm. or they're right. like head busts. It's a sculpture. Right. It's a head bust. It's like a whole, like they get a Hall of Fame, uh, NFL Hall of Fame busts out there, everybody. So Black Thought said, I'll leave your head wrecked as I erect my sculptures. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Like, yo, I just love, man. Yo, that is just all-time lyricism, man. And then and you, you, you're ending that track with the Rocky samples. It's hilarious. <laughs> and then we go into the Dream Shadow. This is this is just like back-to-back-to-back songs. So you have Beware, Super Lyrical, Dream Shatterer. I, I, I mean, well, actually, you had, yeah, Still Not it's, a Player. It's still that. dope. You know, yeah, which I mean, I mean that's an incredible. I mean that that, that that's actually part two of the uh, actual first single. I'm not right. a player, and they still um, play this song to this day. And it's, it's cool. I mean, we don't go of course. anymore because we can't. Of course, <laughs> but nah. they would still play this. You know, joints. Of course, that's all. Well, still, yeah, still not totally. a player is an all time song. It's a it's a it's an all time crossover song. It's a it's a song for uh, I feel like even soccer moms know and. Probably even grandma is probably sing that chorus. It's catchy. It, it's it's a great song. I mean, pun yep. shits all over that song. Uh, we know what that song is. Uh, after that, we followed it up with Dream Shatter. You want to um, Yeah, man. I mean, uh, well, I think that uh, Dream Shatter actually was a source verse right. of the month. Uh, I feel like it could have... 98 was a devastating year. I feel like this possibly could have been a verse of the year. And I'm saying that even after the insane display of lyricism mm-hmm. on Super Lyrical. But I mean, <clears throat> he goes in, he starts it off. 
Hey, yo, I shatter dreams like Jordan, assault and battle your team. Your squadron will be barred from rap like Adam and Eve from the garden. I'm carving my initials on your forehead. So every night before bed, you see the VP shine off the board head. <laughs> yo, I just like the first line is, is, is hard. I shatter dreams like Jordan. I mean, we, we know exactly it. what I Jordan mean, broke our heart yeah. every year. Yeah, you know, and we take that. We wear that shit with pride. So what? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's a war, it's a war scar. It's an L, but we wear it with pride because we gave him some of his hardest playoff games ever. I mean, I mean, your squadron will be barred from rap like Adam and Eve from the Garden. That's hard. And then, like, the next two bars are stupid. They're just funny to me. I'm carving my initials on your forehead so every night before bed you see the BP shine off the board. Yes, that's <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Reverse that. I curse at the first whack ninja with the worst rap because they ain't work jack. Hit him with a thousand pounds of pressure for a slap. Make his whole body jerk back. Watch the earth crack. Hand him his purse back. Now... Yo, yes, yes, Pun was funny, man. Yo, now as, as funny. you spitting, as you spitting, you reciting those that verse right there. What kind of face are you making? <laughs> what? Is I, it's 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 an ugly face, and I'm laughing I'm at the same I'm time. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like this guy, is pure <laughs> evil, bro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the 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 rest of the verse is ridiculous. I'm the first Latin rapper to baffle your skull. Master the flow. Ninjas be swearing I'm blacker than cold like Nat King. I be rapping in sons, tongues, packing the ones, magnums, cannons, and Gatling guns. It's Big Bun, the one and only son of Tony, Montana. You ain't promised manana in the rotten manzana. Come on, partner, we be hard rhymers. Feel the marijuana snake bite anaconda. A man of honor wouldn't want and try to match my persona. Sometimes rhyming, I blow my own mind like Nirvana. Comma, and go the whole nine like Madonna. Go try to find another rhymer with my kind of drama. So... Going back to thought on super lyrical with right. the manipulation of words to fit them into the words you're trying to rhyme them with, packing multiple syllable, the syllable styled words into a tight bar and just blasting them out like a machine gun right. in one breath. So everybody out there, listen to Dream Shatter again and try to go rhyme for rhyme with Big Pun and see what I'm saying. You're going to need to take right. two to three additional breaths trying to keep up with this dude. This is legendary flow. This is legendary flow. Is, like I said, I can only think of one rapper and we're going to get to him shortly. Uh, the, this this is a song that this is like, I'm a huge fan of, of, of the punchline rappers. Big L, Big Pun, uh, G-Rap. Uh, I don't want to say the other That's rapper because right. I'm saving him for the end. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> uh, Jada Kiss, Lloyd Banks, dude, dudes that make you break the rewind button, dudes that will wear out and warp yeah, your CD I, back I, in those I, I days. I wonder how many times dude. other rappers have to come back and rewrite their joints. You know, I know a few people said, yeah, yeah, I have to be right there. Now I said it for John Blaze. <laughs> nah, I said it for John Blaze, everybody. That's a behind the bars gem. We talking about the almighty you know? Nasir Jones. You know Nasir ben Rod. Had to go back and rewrite his verse after he heard Big Pun's verse John on Blaze. Fat Joe's John Blaze posse cut. So it's it's Don Carter it had album. to happen many times. Crazy. Though. You know what I'm saying? Hey. I mean... I, Big Pun was probably very intimidated. I don't right, think exactly, on exactly. Like my my boy, uh, my boy Spot. Shout out to G Spot. Um, he he always said it best. Like 
like like uh, MOP. Like you can't have them on a feature. So he was actually yeah. featured on New York Giants and and he bodied it. You know what I'm saying? Like he made MOP seem like a second thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. He was on um, the New York Giants song that's right. off of the Big Pun Year Baby album. That's right, yo. And you know, we're, we're saying that you can't be on a song with MOP. You got to be careful it's because MOP's true. energy is different. It's different. Energy uh, energy means some right. means a lot too. It's your presence. And you know who goes great right. with MOP? Buster Rhymes. Right. Buster right. Rhymes goes great with MOP. You know, so it's got it's energy. Uh, all this stuff matters. It's not just the lyrics. It's not just the bar. Sometimes, yeah, man. it's how you deliver it. So as as we go on, what Dream Shatter is just one of those all time like just it's just rhyme quotable songs, uh, rhyme quotable songs. And there's a perfect segue to go right. into your joint, Dro. You ain't a killer because the chorus of the Dream Shatter are actually bars from the second verse. Of you ain't a killer when you awaken your manhood will be taken faking like you say Yo. when I'm the rhyming abomination. So that's cut up in the chorus. And I mean, right before uh -huh. we get into you ain't a killer, your pun start. Yo. The second verse is just stupid. I'm pure adrenaline, uncut, straight to the gut, medicine, raw cure for pain. I coat your brain like polyurethane, simple and plain. I'll explain it in layman terms. If you can't aim to learn how to make fire, I'm gonna make it burn. Dude, he was stupid. Like I like he would pun was very, very, very funny. He was a he was funny, bro. Like the to the 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 lyrical the lyricism that he would display, the verbal wordplay. That's what I was struggling to say. The his verbals in his lyrical content. And he's mixing that up with a comedy quotient. Yo, it's like you can't. He has his DNA and yeah. multi-layered. His his pen game was just multi-layered. It was dense. Dense. It was. Dense it, was. And it is crazy. Like, <laughs> I, yes, I agree that you know he was funny. You know, but mostly I associate him as being like somewhat of a torturer. Like if you made a, a horror flick, he'd be like somebody that would cap you. You know, put you. You know, leave you hanging on a sickle. You know what I'm saying? Leave you bleeding out. <laughs> you know that's I see him as some, some yeah <laughs> like like he, he yeah he's exactly, like a saw movie that's, that's... <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like a lyrical saw movie oh man let's get yo a hilarious skit the pack in the mac in the back of the act skits funny. are hilarious well before we get into you ain't a killer uh, covered by you the pack in the mac in the back of the act skit the, the first part of it is great and it cracks me up to this day because the dude's out there hustling in pun spot and he ain't having it. But when he pulls up and, and when he gets out of his car to confront homie, he's mm -hmm. playing his own verse from Beat Nuts off the books. And I don't know why I think that's so funny, but it fucking cracks me up every time <laughs> I hear it. It's so funny that this dude is rocking what? his own shit. It just cracks me up. Just, I, I understand, but I mean, pun was just yeah. like a funny dude. That shit is funny. That's a great skit. I mean, even the skits on an album are funny. And then we get into just uh, what, what we had: Caribbean Connection, Wyclef, Joe, Joe, Joe collaboration, Haiti, Haiti, like and Puerto right? Rico. That's what subs. Sacrosse, get get pasa, and then back, bro. 
Word up. Uh, Haiti and Puerto Rican flag, just like me, me and you, bro. United. That was a dope song. It was funny. Wyclef, we forgot to mention him. Wyclef was on fire when Fuji, he went solo yeah. after Fuji's. He's another dude who was dropping. Yeah, that, that was a dope joint. And, and Clef actually um, held his own on that, too. He did. You know? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He didn't. He didn't make himself look look stupid um, rhyming on a song with Pardon, but go ahead and yeah. go ahead into you. Now I'll get into that. You know what I'm saying? Wait. But when I uh, when I saw the track listing for for this album, I saw featuring White Clef. I'm like, Clef is spitting with Pun. Like, do you got it in you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and sure enough, he he, he represented. <clears throat> all right, yeah. So all right, you ain't a killer. All right, so um, just like I said, man, like he's a torturous MC, right? So, so Pun has what yeah. I like to call hell bars. Like, if his rhymes were keys, mm. they would definitely open the gates to hell, bro. You know, and he's like mayhem in the flesh. Mm. He's satanic, demonic. You know, saying whatever you deem is evil, Pun is that. You know, what I'm saying he he expresses that in his rhymes, especially in this song. I I personally think Dream Shatterer and You Ain't a Killer. I feel like they were one song. <clears throat> I really do. And they just had to separate it because it was too long of a song. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm uh, it's something I probably definitely want to look up. So you ain't a killer. So immediately, like the, 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 the very beginning, the harsh realities of life have taken toll. Even Jesus Christ forsake my soul. Please tell me what price to pay to make it whole. Like, God damn. Like, how do you... How do you yeah. start yeah. your verse this way, bro? I, I think Pun has probably got one of the illest intros yeah. of any MC, to be honest. You know? Yeah. The, the opening bars to his songs, it makes you, if you're on a song with yeah. him, you don't even want to hear the rest. Because, like, the 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 first two to three lines of his of his tracks are just already over the top. Repeat those lines. The harsh no. realities of Repeat. life have taken toll. Even Jesus Christ forsake my soul. Please tell me what price to pay to make it whole. Take control. I'm making dough, That's but not awesome. enough to blow. J.O.'s, they lost my flows, but hey, yo, I don't trust the soul. You know, um, and I like to compare this song also to Nas's I Gave You Power, all right? Whereas Big Pun is, he's the devil. He is the actual streets that sucks mm -hmm. you in. You know what I'm saying? And he's actually telling you a story. Are you sure you want to be a killer? Are you sure you want to live this life? Because this is all that's going to happen. And I'm ready for it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to get fucking crazy here. Like I'm satanic as well. But he takes me there. <laughs> he takes me there. <laughs> well, it's your, it's your interpretation. And I mean, for everybody out there, I mean, Dro is not trying to say no, he's like definitely a not. Or he was. He's trying to say that his bars were borderline evil and how hardcore. See, that's they all were. I'm saying. That's Yo, all and, I'm saying. Pun just brings me there. You know, he does. You know, I leave you lost, mount you on a yeah. cross, whip you like a horse, sacrifice your life to a higher force. Then I stomp your course. It's the Bronx, of course. Recognize the accent, one of the last living and still in accent general assassins. Catching any wreck. Blasting mm -hmm. any text, mashing any chest, passing any chest, Charles Manson in the flesh. And, you know, come on, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. I, I see what you're saying, but you, <clears throat> you know what I mean. I love that. Uh, uh, whip you like a horse, sacrifice your life to a higher force. So he's talking about just you know killing you and giving your body. Yeah. Like that's Old Testament stuff. Uh, sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. To, that's, to, this to is God. exactly why he takes uh, me there. <laughs> and 
yeah, yeah, that I'll stomp your corpse. So, you know, he's defiling your, your dead body. And he's letting you know he's hardcore like that because it's the Bronx, right. of course. So you better recognize the accent. Something I go through every day working in Miami. Oh, you're from New York. You're from New York. No, you're from the Bronx. It, but I like how you said, but that's the thing. This is why I say yeah. Pun is a torturer because yeah. you're not dead yet. Because he's because the, then he then goes any last request yeah. before you meet your maker. Like, bro, are you kidding me? You did all that to mm-hmm. me. I ain't dead mm-hmm. yet, and I still gotta meet your maker. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. I see where like, you're going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep so going. So what wake up, shake up a storm like Anita Baker. I'll take you straight to hell and fill your heart with hate. Incarcerate your fate and Satan's fire. Be late, then I lock the gates. Make no mistake, this shit is real as Joe. We follow the killer's code. When we come for you, tell me where will you go? Nowhere to run hide, I find you and silence your screams. And even if you kill me, I'll still be in your effing dreams. <laughs> Bro, I, I got yeah, goosebumps just um, reciting that right now. I really did. <laughs> I, I take you straight to hell and fill your heart with hate. <clears throat> Incarcerate your fate in Satan's fiery gate, lake, then I lock the it's, gate. It's pure hate. He's just, he just has pure hate. Like, he's, like, this is, he is pure evil. You want to live that street life? Come. He's like, what's that What's that Christmas story where, um, yeah. uh, story of Christmas future, past and present? <laughs> He's, yeah, he's... <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I like that you're using that analogy for like street life. Like, this is a song that, like, the name of the song is right. "You Ain't a Killer." So he's letting you know, like, uh, he's letting posers know that, oh, you think you hard, you think you about this, this life, you ain't I a killer. Do. I'm a killer. This is what I do. This is what it's like. So this is what I'll do to you. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a, it's it's an incredible. It is. Warning, it really is. So, actually, like, it's really you know? that verse, bro. That when I first heard it, it's, it's what captured me. And like my, t- my tape broke, you know, um, and I, I didn't, my tape broke cause I rewinded it so much. <laughs> like I, I barely really got to the second and third verses. <laughs> cause yeah, this was bugged out. Remember this was right. the promo single for the album. This out, this single came out on the loud records, uh, compilation. It wasn't even really like a compilation. It was like a, a DJ, yeah. a DJ teaser. It wow. was like a mixtape for, for, for the DJs, uh, loud, loud, uh, mixtape for right. the DJs, uh, promo release to let you know what's coming, what, what, what's coming out eventually. Um, we used to, me as, uh, being a part of a record pool, I used to get a lot of these, uh, white label promos. And um, when I got my hands on this one, um, just like you said, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe, yo, this this was just, I was just like, yes, yes. You, you know what I mean? I was like, yo, Bronx, Puerto Rican, yeah. murder and shit, yes. The trifecta for yes. me, right? I was hyped, you could've told me shit. New York. Yeah, you could've Bronx, told me shit. Yeah. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This 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 was ridiculous. Tardy, the second verse is just. Said, you made a great mistake. You shouldn't have come here. You change your fate. Your brains will make you deep. You on the table when I raise the stakes. That's a crazy little little assumption right there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna stop you right there. Your your brains will make their debut on the table when I raise the stakes. I mean, the I pain is said. great, but only for a second. It starts strong, then lessens. Just when you rest in the Armageddon sets in. Torture, more torture. Like my man. Yeah. Is there anything anything you want to point out on this this rhyme on this song? 
Yeah, yeah, because like it's 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 funny to me. You have me cracking up with the like y'all the big fun, like <laughs> he's satanic on his song. He takes me there and shit. You know what I mean? What's so funny of that? He does make on this song a whole bunch of hell and Satan references. It's funny. Welcome to Hell Sun, the threshold of death. Face the serpent, I blaze a person. You get laced for certain. Leave a jig, still trace to work from. Get close the case like curtains. <laughs> I mean, here we go again with the with the tongue twisting um, verbiage and putting words together and and one breath. I'm hurt and head severely, really trying to bring the pain. There's nothing more satisfying than when you cry and you scream in my name. It's not a game. It's purple rain, floods and blood stains. Big puns, my thug's name, busting my guns. That's my love thing. It's it's crazy. I slip. Here goes your sore your sore <laughs> reference. I slip your jug vein and snatch your Adam's apple. I love the next line. John Madden tackle your corpse and hoist it on a cross at the tabernacle. <laughs> Y'all, this shit is hard, man. It's just, I mean, and then here you go. Like, like I mentioned, um, the last, um, the last bar, is, uh, last two lines, um, which was the sample for the Dream Shatterer. When you awaken, your manhood will be taken, faking like you Satan. When I'm the rhyming abomination, uh, as is, uh, man. This is something that I feel like needs to be revisited by, um, you know, New York DJs and just tribute, when they want to get their big pun uh, tribute on definitely a, yeah, yeah, because he died, you know, yeah, yeah, it's definitely anniversaries in February, February 7th, so usually that yeah, week, you know, especially the day, bad. I don't go crazy anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Flex definitely does. Yeah. He goes hard. He goes hard on it. So. <clears throat> you want to stay on this or you want to go to another song? I just want to jump no, I want, I want, I want to jump into one of the all-time, and I mean it, and I'm not exaggerating. And I know people say stuff like that a lot, and it comes off like they're exaggerating and doing the most, but mm -hmm. I'm not in this. I'm not because if we're talking wow. about twins, Big Pun and Fat Joe rocking over the classic deep cover instrumental. <clears throat> all you need to know about this song is the all-time <laughs> tongue twister. That's all you yeah. need to... Yeah, you're already laughing. That's really all you need to know about this song. And I've heard other rappers uh, drop it and freestyles and other songs. And it's a testament to this 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 lyrics impact on them and uh, homage to Big Pun's uh, lyrical dexterity mm -hmm. to just flawlessly drop at the end of his opening verse, get in the middle of little, literally, little do we know that we riddle to middle men who didn't do diddly. Uh, I, saying it a lot, it takes practice to like, just like really get it out. And then, you know, when you get it out in his flow, the way he goes in uh, uh, the verse, uh, I know these dirty cops that'll get us in if we murder some wops. Hop in your Hummer, the Punisher's ready. Meet me at Vito's with noodles. We do those goose wives while we slipper spaghetti. Everybody kiss the fucking floor. Joey crack, buck them all. If they move, noodles shoot their fucking whore. Dead in the middle of little, literally, little did we know that we riddled some middlemen who didn't do diddly. It's hard to just do that. It's hard. I'm surprised I did that without stuttering. I missed a word hit, uh, or two and reciting that verse and big pun is somebody that's really hard to cover and recite his rhymes because of that he does everything with amazing breath control and i also want to point out with uh uh pronunciation enunciation and wordplay it's really difficult guy to cover really difficult guy to cover on behind the bars this guy's 10 out of 10 across the board uh, and fuck it i'm gonna bring up the only guy who i think 
I'm not even gonna say who I think. There's only one other rapper who is comparable to him across the board, checks all the boxes in every sense, everything that we're talking about, complimenting and giving big fun his just do praise. The only rapper that can be compared to him is is Biggie. That's it. Biggie. Uh Biggie's the same thing. Amazing uh wordplay, uh voice, flow, delivery, uh barbaric beastly bars hardcore to the max for days uh timing biggie was also comedic he was also very 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 funny um he was very line crossing he covered material that he said things that uh, would be considered eyebrow raising uh just like big pun does and um those it, those two uh, it's just an irony that they're both two really big, big, uh, you know, fat, ugly dudes. And it's, it is what it is. And their biggest hits were club smashers for the ladies. That is just crazy when you draw the parallels. And they're known yeah. for everything yeah. that I just said. Just uh, uh, lyrical titans, flow. Uh, smash hits for the ladies, but right. their DNA was just hard. It's a shame we didn't get a song with them um, together. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, any, any. I mean, you, you wanna, you wanna wow. reference anything else on this incredible album, Capital Punishment, Big Pun, J Field, Drill, Politics, Ditto, Season Two, Episode One, Behind the really, Bars. I, I really Big wanted Pun, to pay homage to that one song that you ain't a killer, the one that I covered. Um, there's, there's, we, we could go on forever mm-hmm. and ever um, breaking this this album down because for me, per, you know, personally, um, there's really not a, a, a track that I could I skip. You know, n- listening to it now, years later, yeah, I might skip a track here and there, and that's only because I want to get to the next track. You know, <clears throat> I'm not skipping because it's whack. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I, I, I right. tend to do that with a, with a lot of albums. It's because the right. ones that stand out really stand out. And this album has a lot of standout. Um, as you go through, there's a few more skits that I probably could have done mm-hmm. without. I like to do that. I put my A&R hat on. I always tell you guys, make you laugh. <laughs> if I was an A&R record label, some of these rappers would have been hating me. Uh, but I feel like you could have done without a few skits uh, here and there. You had a few good, solid right. album cuts. I like the Boomerang joint. Um, that was a pretty cool story. You had Armageddon in the chorus with him. That sounded great. You Came Up With Noriega was a great right. single and video. That's just a fun song. His flow on that was bananas. Noriega was right. also right. Inferno Ultra Hot at the time. Uh, dropped the chorus. You had Noriega on the track so, back then, too, though. You know, so, he was too hot. Yeah, but you had the dope, dope, I don't want to call it posse cut, collaboration with his loud label mates, Prodigy from All Deep, Inspector Deck, Rebel I, and that's from Wu-Tang, the, the, the Dress Lecher song. Uh, oh my God. Mm-hmm. That, the beat is hard. Uh, they All three of their verses are blockbusters. Uh, it's Then he wraps it up with the crazy Buster Rhymes chorus right. on a parental discussion uh, joint. Uh, that song's cool. Um, Possibly, I possibly would have cut that out. Possibly, you know, we've talked about this and you're surprised, but I just feel like the album does run a little long and sometimes the albums that run long, you can do without uh, two, three songs here and there to make it a more tight, cohesive package. 
So ultimately the album, you know, that critique withstanding, it's an absolute classic album. It is an album that you, if you are a lyricist and you consider yourself a PLK, a punchline king, you might want to mm -hmm. go back and right. really research this album. Um, if you are a rapper, an MC who's trying to get in the game and you want to experiment with flows, you might want to go back and study this album and listen to the things Big Pun was doing on this album. Uh, I can't say enough about it. It's pride for me twofold as being a Bronxite and a, and a Porter Rock. Um, Big Pun was yeah. like God status to us for, for, for you know, crafting this album. And um, I do miss him a lot as a huge hip hop fan. Um, and before we end, bring bring a close to this uh, uh, Behind the Bars segment, uh, episode uh, one, season two of Politic Biddle Podcast, Jay Phil and Joe giving it to you like we do. I want to leave the people with this quick uh, big fun story. Um, when I was living in a, a Noble Avenue section of, of the Bronx around Bronx River Projects and, uh, and uh, Tremont Avenue, uh, Big Pun moved a couple of blocks away from my building, right? I'm not gonna say the street. He moved a couple of blocks away from my building, right? And um, I, it was a, it was a rumor that we nobody really confirmed yet. I mean, you would see like mad SUVs mm -hmm. around, but you really ain't see nobody. And then one day. It was like uh, across the street from my building was a uh, basketball courts and a softball field. Yo, one day mm -hmm. I think me and boys was, was was hooping it up, and all you see is this <laughs> big fat guy on an ATV in the softball field <laughs> doing donuts. Yo, it was big pun, and <laughs> he was doing donuts in the softball field, and everybody stopped. Was like, yo, pun, yo, whatever, whatever. Hey, you know, he said what's up to us, and everything was bugged out. Some kids was trying to run up to him and chase him, and then he just bounced. So, I, I mean, the rumor was verified. He lived there, and that was during my DJ days. So I was like, yo, I told him, boys, y'all make copies of my mixtapes and give him shout outs and shit, and I'm <laughs> just leave it in front of his house. So, I did that like twice. And I mean, who knows if he listened to him or somebody listened to him or if he threw him out? Who knows? Uh, I mean, it never went anywhere, but I feel like as a DJ or even an aspiring rapper, maybe you've done it too. You maybe That's have true. stepped to somebody that you, that is, you know, give an A&R, somebody you see coming out of a record, record building, okay. a loud records or something, yo, I rap or yo, you know, a DJ, I'm trying to get put on here, listen to my tape. Yeah. Who knows how far it goes when you make that exchange, but you know, I did that. And then I found out at the time, like anybody I was trying to DJ with Terror Squad that time, it wasn't happening because they had their own DJs. And one of them was a dude that I knew through somebody else, DJ Corrupt. So, you know, good for him. And um, that was that was my lone Big Pun story. Big Pun doing donuts. Do Big Pun doing donuts on an ATV looking all big and crazy in a softball field across That's the street from my building. It was bugged out. Um, big Pun, Capital Punishment, classic album, classic material, salute. Rest in peace, King, Porter Rock style, Terror Squad, Christopher Rios, Behind the Bars, Jay Field Drove, Breaking Down, your favorite lyrical content. It's how we do Pots of Ditto podcasts. Check us out Lastly, next episode. You got anything you want to say, Joe? Let you know where you guys can reach us out. Reach us out. <clears throat> All right. If you're on Twitter, you do can that. hit us up do on that. at Ditto Politic. Again, that's at Ditto Politic um, on Twitter. And for Instagram, you just want to hit us up at Politic Ditto PC. Again, that's at Politic Ditto PC. 
and Facebook, uh, just do a politic ditto. You can look us up. And uh, we'll say it all the time. You don't agree with anything we say, post it, say it. Let's have a discussion on, on the sites. You know, um, shout it out, retweet. You know, let's, let's have discussion on the on the Twitter boards, the IG, the gram, you know, whatever. Um, also, you know, just hit us up, leave a comment on on Apple Podcasts, leave, leave, leave a... You know whether you like it or not give us a shout out it's it's very important you know for us to continue and moving forward on this okay and um jay season two episode one so in the cam bro catch us on uh part two where we wrap up uh the baltimore gun trace task force and give you Trade. another behind the bars uh he rock you want to say uh, what's part catch y'all on the re-up the behind the bars is gonna be <laughs> nah y'all gonna have to listen to it peace peace to peace. everybody out there live, live a blessed life peace <laughs>